No matter how grounded, spiritual, or intentional you are, ego meltdowns are inevitable. What if I told you ego meltdowns are exactly that, the ego melting down? Today we're diving into why having a meltdown can be good news and how to make the most of it. Welcome to the Modern Life and Spirit Podcast, where we explore spiritual topics relevant to today's world. Your hosts, certified psychic medium, Christina Wooten, and Reiki master teacher, Robert Wooten, break down how to work with spirit to create more positive growth in your life. Consider this podcast your go-to spiritual resource for navigating the modern world. Hey there, kindred spirits. This is Christina Wooten. Welcome to the podcast. I am certified psychic medium. I'm here with Robert Wooten, hello. Hello there, kindred spirits. Who is a certified Reiki master teacher. And today we are going to be talking about how to not freak out when life gets hard. We're talking about ego meltdowns today and also the journey of exactly what that means, what's happening on a bigger level that actually has a really beautiful meaning. And then also the human side of how to get through these particular times. So that is our sacred journey today, where we're headed, where we're going. When life gets hard, it's saying to you, not that you can't handle it, but that this version of you is just too small, or it believes itself to be too limited for the need of the moment. So this pain, the frustration comes in when there's confusion, which just totally trips all those underlying fears. So your ego senses that your consciousness is undergoing some sort of a metamorphosis. And that old consciousness just isn't able to exist in this new reality that's being created any longer. So the ego just starts freaking out and panicking and saying, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? It's usually do, right? The ego doesn't go, oh, what are we going to be? It's no, what are we going to do about this? So the ego is this part of the old consciousness. It's a very, very primal energy. I always like to think of the ego like the alligator brain. It's this just like instinctual, you know, not a whole lot going on <laughs> upstairs, right? It also exists solely on the past because the ego isn't creative enough to conceive beyond the old, the old stories, the old fears, anything beyond the old. So when you're in those times where your consciousness is expanding, which is what we're talking about today, the ego is in full panic mode because it knows, hey, there's nothing I can do. I'm part of this old consciousness, which means I don't have the solution. So it's a very anxious experience for the ego. So, of course, <laughs> your ego is freaking out and, you know, sending out all the panic hormones and tripping up your security and all of your root chakra triggers. And the next thing you know, you're so busy in ego survival mode and panic and cortisol that you're totally spent in the creating the new and that beauty of expansion. So I know that this kind of creates a bit of a grim picture, <laughs> and that's because it is a bit grim. It's like this tar pit that catches us all at one time or another. But the beautiful thing is that this type of inner 
meltdown? Is the ego itself melting down like a candle? It's getting smaller. It looks like the opposite is happening because the ego is so triggered. It's giving us, you know, a a strong awareness of the presence of the ego. It's sort of like a chihuahua running at you. (laughs) Uh, You think it's going to bite you and it seems like it's going to do a lot of damage, but it's pretty small and is in effect actually quite harmless. If you look at it from the perspective of a higher frequency or a higher understanding, you're very much larger than that chihuahua and it is not going to hurt you. And as you are growing and expanding and moving into those higher areas, you can look back at that ego and see how small and fragile it really is. This may be one of my new visuals or thought processes around the egos, your ego chihuahua, because they are really intimidating, right? My um, cousin John had one of those and it was vicious. Like it really made you think it was going to take a bit of flesh out, but it wouldn't. That's a good comparative because much like how the ego is feeling threatened, it feels like it needs to act a lot bigger. It feel, It's small, so it mm-hmm. feels like it needs to be very aggressive and assertive to make itself seem larger and scarier mm-hmm. because it itself, it, the chihuahua itself is actually quite frightened because mm-hmm. it's very small. And it will come at you aggressive like it's not afraid of anything, yeah. but you stomp your foot at it and what does it do? Run the other way. Yeah, it's but, overcompensating. Right. So mm-hmm. that's what the ego is doing as well, isn't it? Is It's trying to make itself seem much larger and more important and much scarier and more in charge of things. <laughs> so listeners, from now on, whenever you're thinking about the ego, just think about your inner ego chihuahua that's giving you a hard time and being loud and being obnoxious, but really isn't, you know as threatening as it comes across. So last night, I wanted to share this as we talk about this. I got a call from a friend who had apparently just accidentally dipped a toe into this tar pit that we're talking about today, the ego hell. She was talking about experiencing self-doubt that was making it feel just tempting. I think we've all been in that place to compromise some important standards that she has for herself. And these are not moral standards, but we're talking about abundant standards. And this woman is brilliant. She has so much to offer the world, but she is in this period of expanding. And suddenly she was expanding into this part of her work where the work was so in alignment with her skill set that it felt so easy, so easy. So then, that, that doesn't sound like a bad problem at all. It's like, oh, it's just so easy, right? So then, because it was so easy, and she wasn't having to put like tons and tons of effort out and reinvent the wheel with everything she was doing and struggle constantly, this ego part of her didn't even know how to be. It couldn't settle and find a sense of security and just allowing herself to live in this space, this beautiful place of ease and grace and beauty of her life's work. This maybe sounds familiar to some of us. And one of the reasons she called me is she was contemplating this mental trap of maybe I need to compromise my financial value. But here's the kicker, because this is exactly what we're talking about today. Her ego, old consciousness, did not know how to be comfortably in this ease and grace of her dharma, because it wasn't a struggle. 
all the signals go up. Something must be wrong because it isn't a struggle and I don't feel like I'm panicking and I'm drowning. So that must mean that it's going to have some sort of terrible outcome. So I better start panicking now in order to make sure that I'm not failing, which is insane, twisted ego logic. But it does end up, you know, speaking sometimes to a part of ourselves that, you know, has that fear. But I can recognize it because we, we've we all been there. I think everybody has had that same experience. And she has talked me out of the tar pit, if you will, a couple of times also. So this is what we do for each other. And it's, here's what I wanted to share with her and what I want to share with you today also is when you get into this freak out mode, know that you have really hit something. Something really, really wonderful is happening right now underneath that's going to change your life if you let it. See, if you hit this safety, if you hit the security freakout trigger, it means something fundamental is changing in your consciousness that you on some level are expanding, that you're stretching in to something that your past centered ego doesn't know how to accurately predict. It doesn't know how to handle. So all the red flags are coming up. And if you happen to have more of a self-critical mind, then of course, the gaps that are getting filled in are that the result is going to be negative. Because hey, the ego, your ego chihuahua is terribly, terribly unoriginal, and absolutely the worst statistician when it comes to predicting outcomes. The ego likes sameness and develops a lot of security by things being the same and having this similar structure and having this familiarity. And that's why it's so set up in the past, because it has been spending all of this time helping you build this security and this sameness and this little box that it can sit in comfortably and not be threatened. So this part of expansion is a huge threat because it, mm -hmm. it creates something new that the ego has not figured out how it's going to deal with yet. Yeah, it's too primal. So the ego can't create. It just it isn't able to visualize something outside of that. So it ex exists in this, you know, internal shadow space all the time. And if it does create, it's creating it based on the paradigm that it has set up that is comfortable with something mm -hmm. from somewhere else. Right. This is my comfortable non-expensive box. <laughs> with double tape and <laughs> like a million postal tapes on it. What I'm trying to say is that this is an expansion moment. So expansion is always going to lead us to more. When we expand, we can receive more, we can give more, we can experience more of ourselves. So we become free on a whole new level. Expansion will always lead to more of yourself. So to sum this up, the ego is a liar and obnoxiously uncreative. And a chihuahua. And a chihuahua. Not hating on chihuahuas. I've met some really sweet chihuahuas that are really cute. Maybe we should rethink this. So anyone, any of our listeners out there who have really sweet chihuahuas, I'm very sorry. And we apologize for this uh, stereotype. They have lovely souls. Please forgive us in our humanness today. <laughs> you can send us a picture of one. We'd love to see a chihuahua in a sweater. That'd be yeah, fun. that's right. That's right. Send it over to our Instagram. But 
we do have to deal with it. We do have to deal with the ego and with every new expansion, every time that all of your hard spiritual work and your growth and the efforts that you have put in are blossoming into a more expanded version of self, this little monster takes one last stand, and that's the ego meltdown. If you've been listening to our podcast long enough, which we hope that you have, hopefully you know we aren't going to just leave you hanging here with all the scrimness of the ego. So our positive is that if you are experiencing this, that you're you know, releasing some of the ego. This is a beautiful opportunity as you expand and you experience more and more of yourself. That leads to more abundance. It leads to more authenticity in your life. It leads to more happiness and more fulfillment and more joy and more capacity for a deeper connection and sense of connection with yourself, with the world around you, anytime we step into that space of power. So you may be thinking, okay, listen, that makes sense. It seems a lot more positive than everything is actually going to hell in a handbasket. So so now what? What's the invitation here? How can you make the most of this ego freak out other than, you know, gritting your teeth and burying it or giving into those old habit temptations that the ego loves to use is to bring you back to the past and the things that weren't working. So I have four things that we want to talk about today of how to move through this particular time. So how do you refocus your energy in a way that is uh, intentional, is focused, that will be supported in the higher levels so that you can move through this time with as much grace and as much ease as possible. Number one is, please know that this is a time to double down in all the places where you are expanding personally, and you're doing something new that you haven't done before. So think about what's that new habit, the new consciousness that's coming into your life, and pour yourself, pour your heart into that double down. So say, ooh, this is working. (laughs) So commit to that path. Whatever it is that you have been doing that is now triggering this complete change on a fundamental level, whatever it is that's been different in your life, whatever areas where you're challenging yourself to grow, those are the places where you go, ha, we have hit something. We are growing. We're expanding. We're seeing the results double down. Number two is mindset. And Robert, do you want to talk a little bit about mindset? I think you do a lot of great mindset work. Yeah, so number two would be setting your mindset. See this for what it is and find the new habits instead of the temptations of the old ones. The old habits were working for the old version of you and your old consciousness. As you are developing your new consciousness, you're going to need new habits and a new mindset. So Positive affirmations, for instance, would be really good ways to move yourself into this and to ease your ego away from freaking out about this. (laughs) Ease it out of the freak out. Just gives it another place to focus, focus in on. It's like the funnel 
the bottom of the funnel is that positive affirmation. So you're taking all of this energy and you're pushing it into this one more focused place where you can have more of an impact. So I love positive affirmations in this time. I'm glad you brought that up. Right, because that's telling the ego that it's going to be okay. Here's all the good things about this. I don't think so. I think it's the opposite. It's going, you stay in that corner over there. Like, you know, I hear you. I understand you. But you're having a tantrum right now. And people who are having a tantrum have to go sit out, sit down in the ego timeout chair. Well, that's, the ego's, that's what I visualize. The ego's role is to protect you. So mm-hmm. I think that that would work. That is one way to look at it. That's you dominating over the top of that. But I think the other version of it is also is to let the ego know that it doesn't have to try to protect you every single time you try to grow and expand. If you let it know that you have this under control, it's fine. It's going to be okay. You don't have to freak out. You don't have to protect me. We're not threatened here. Mm-hmm. That's another way to approach it also, I think. Yeah, I think like not feeling like you have to engage in the power struggle with the ego is is a good idea. I like that perspective. I think the ego's habit you know, it has a it has a pure function, so it's necessary. But its habit is definitely to respond to change in a way of like more containment. <laughs> okay, less change, right? Less change, more containment. Okay, so number three, this is where your spirit guides can be very very helpful. So when you're in communication with them, when you're receiving messages back, their perspective is absolutely invaluable. I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in other people's life. I mean, really incredible support and healing comes through. So the ego, because it loves the past so much, because it's so obnoxiously uncreative, will always reach back into the recesses of your mind and find some unhealed pain from your past to just parade in front of your face for some sort of justification of why, of course, the logic of your negative outcome will make complete sense. Now, of course, if you were to put this under the microscope and put it under some scrutiny, none of this would add up. But because it sits on some sort of strong emotion or potential pain that you have had in the past that is not healed, none of that stuff emotionally is logical or particularly realistic. So that can be very challenging. But your spirit guides can give you that extra insight about what that unhealed pain that this is resting on that's being triggered happens to be. Because you may not be aware of what the issue is. You may think you do, but a lot of times it goes deeper or there's aspects that are really hidden from our consciousness. To have that higher perspective is so eye-opening and supportive and helpful. So their insight can lead to this beautiful and deeper healing opportunity that you wouldn't get without asking or investigating. So we've talked about right action a few times in the podcast also. And here's my personal equation for right action. So taking the next right step on your path in your unique spiritual journey. So the equation is communicating with your guides plus right understanding of their message leads to right action in your life. So getting that extra insight and the higher perspective of what the next right step is 
will just guide you along the path with a lot more love, a lot more grace, a lot more peace than the ego is going to give you. So in these times of confusion and panic and fear is where your spirit guides really are able to shine and help you to cut through the darkness. So what better time to really connect with that higher wisdom and perspective? So our last tip or way to get through these ego meltdowns is to take time for yourself in meditation in some sort of a healing session. I think that whenever I'm in the place of that transition between one state of consciousness to another, an infusion of really high vibrational energy helps to just continuously lift that up so that the ego doesn't really get its claws in. It doesn't get this hold. It's like, oh, everything is all right. I'm going to get through this. So massage or uh, Reiki. I love Reiki because it's, you know, pure energy, pure energetic. So that can be really great for clearing your chakras or doing that, you know, work that we were just talking about of um, once you had that insight from your guides about the healing and your possible path for healing, then using your Reiki or some sort of an energetic form to help you to clear that from your chakras and to clear it from the base part of your energy can help you to elevate to a new level. And also hypnosis. So any kind of self-care session that you feel guided to will just refocus on love and nurturing because you're getting all this you know, ego feedback of like, oh, how terrible it can be. And self-care really reminds us, hey, you know, life is beautiful, and it's sensory, and it's wonderful. And even just taking the time to sit outside under the stars and just be in a space of awe in the universe gives us the breath that we need to have that energy of, hey, this is okay. I've been through this. This is okay. And something beautiful is at work here. I just want to remind you that your spirit guides are waiting for you. So if you thought to yourself, hey, I'd love to be able to talk to my spirit guides, to be able to understand their messages, then it's up for you to let them know. When you really make that commitment, when your behavior shows that, when you make a commitment that shows that you're serious, it's like NASA mission control over there. Your guides are like, all right, everybody, this is not a drill. Let's get organized. Let's start adjusting her energy so she can get more sensitive. Let's guide her to the right experiences to make those breakthrough that she needs in order to get those daily insights from us. All right. It's a lot of activity and flurry of enthusiasm happening. Your spirit guides want to give you those insights to help you navigate your finances and your career and your family life in the most beautiful and fulfilling ways that you've ever experienced before. But your spirit guides, like I said, are waiting for you. They're waiting for that signal that you're serious, that you mean business, that you're ready to take this to the next beautiful, fulfilling step in your evolution. But keep in mind that your guides are endlessly patient. So the more you want to experiment with the ego and limitations of the ego, the more they're just going to allow you the space that you need to feel satisfied and learn it all. But know when you are ready, you can shift that energy when you're clear about wanting a permanent change. But you have to be clear 
with that. When you're committed, when you're serious about living your true purpose, when you're serious about becoming more aware of your connectedness and unity than you ever dreamed, I can tell you that from spirit's perspective, that life is absolutely magical. But it is up to you to just take that step forward. And I wanted to make sure I mentioned that because we were talking about communicating with your guides. And if that's been a struggle point for you, the number one element for you to take away is it's up to you to be 100% clear that you're kind of done with the trappings of the ego. You're done with playing around with that. And you truly are ready for a higher level perspective and communication. And you're ready to commit to that. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. We are so happy to have each and every one of you as we are now, I can't even believe it, on episode 46. It feels just so good to know that out there in the world is this big and beautiful, caring group of kindred spirits who are also on this path to find you know, spiritual opportunities in every aspect of life and growth. Wherever you are, I just want to say thank you for shining your light today, for showing up for spirit, for your soul, in all the ways that you are. And may every effort that you're making right now in your life for growth, for positive change, be mirrored back to you a hundredfold. If you haven't heard, I'm so excited to announce that on September 27th, enrollment starts for the How to Communicate with Your Spirit Guides and Understand Their Messages online program. This is where I've taken my experience teaching intuition and spirit communication and intuition coaching sessions and brought it into a step-by-step approach to spirit guide communication. So this has been about two years in the works. I have done lots of research to just make sure I'm covering all the topics that are likely to trip you up in your intuitive development and your communication and really focus on giving you the tools to overcome all of that. So I'm going to be sharing more about the how to communicate with your spirit guides course and Yay, the bonus contact sessions in about a week. If you do want to find out more about the course, how this can help you, how to get in touch with your spirit guides and help you to understand their messages and their signals back to you, let me help you make this easy with this step-by-step seven-week program. And you can sign up to find out more at sedonamedium.com forward slash mailing list. That's sedonamedium.com forward slash mailing list. Many blessings. The Modern Life and Spirit podcast is for informational purposes only. The information provided is not intended to provide medical, psychological, legal, or financial advice. Information provided is not to diagnose or treat any medical or psychological illness. To read the full disclaimer, see sedonamedium.com.